Welcome to the Empower From Within podcast presented to you by Trezal House. I'm your host, Jessica West, founder, author, speaker, and coach. Every week on the show, I share an inspiring interview with an incredible entrepreneur, author, healer, or change maker to tell their empowering story. At the end of each episode, I highlight the key self-empowerment takeaways to help you discover the limitless power you have within yourself to reach for your greatest desires and create the life that's truly worth living on your terms. I'm so happy to have you here with me today and together, let's go within. Hello, and welcome back to the Empower From Within podcast. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. Today, I am sharing a beautiful conversation that I had with Victoria Rader. Victoria is a possibility coach, transformational speaker, and the founder of You To Shine. She empowers coaches, entrepreneurs, and spiritual seekers to manifest miracles by uncovering and solving underlining hitting problems and patterns with innovative possibilities, reigniting passion, and expanding peace, purpose, and prosperity. She is an eight times internationally best-selling author who is globally recognized alongside Brene Brown, Richard Branson, and others for creative and innovative ideas, adaptability in business, and contribution to sustainability and mental health projects with a Cree Global Award by Brains Magazine. Today is truly an intuitive and beautiful conversation. Victoria has such incredible information to share with us. It honestly brought me to very close to tears at some points, and I know you're going to get so much out of it. And so without any further ado, please help me welcome Victoria Rader. Hi, Victoria, and welcome to the Empower From Within podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, and I know our conversation is going to be so amazing. How are you doing today, for starters? Jessica, I am great, and I'm grateful to be here in your space with your beautiful family, and hopefully we'll all be empowered indeed. (laughs) Yeah, I have a really good feeling that we will be after today's conversation, and I always like to start off the podcast with having my guests share a little bit about their background. So Victoria, do you mind telling us a little bit about your journey that led you to becoming the coach and the speaker and the creator that you are today? You know, it's so interesting to me because obviously this question gets asked often, right? When when you go to interviews and, um, and I love to surrender to the moment of the answer and see where it takes me. And interestingly enough, it takes me to the very moment of when I believe my concept of empowerment was born (laughs) subconsciously. The understanding of that concept came probably 20, 30 years later. But I was five. I was born in the Soviet Union in Ukraine. Unfortunately, Ukraine is now on the map because of the tragic development at the time of the recording. There's a war. But I was born pre-war and pre-independence. So before Ukraine became independent, um, it was a part of the Soviet Union. And every summer I was spending with one set of grandparents while my parents were working. And then while they were working, my other grandpa was watching me. And so growing up in a country where there really is no allowed freedom as we have come to take for granted here in the Western Hemisphere, um, I've learned, I've learned the desire for inner freedom and the power of that inner freedom creating your reality. Obviously not at five. What happened at five was I was left alone with my grandpa and I was playing and always a creative, right? Question, how do you become creative? 
born this way. All of mm-hmm. us are. Some of us have gotten beaten it out of us, you know. So, and and the attempt was made uh, for me as well. So, uh, I was playing with my doll, and I felt that my doll was missing an opportunity to have a dresser, a, a hanger for her dress. So I pulled out a metal pin out of my hair and looked for the nearby electrical socket with twice the amount of electrical power and surge that it is in the U.S. as I'm, I'm in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I plugged it in. Now, an amazing thing happened. I didn't get electrocuted because the resistance in the box blew the fuses. My life was saved. My grandpa ran in. He was all pale. He was screaming. You could have killed yourself. You know, things that did not make sense to me other than the great fear was registered that if I am to have curiosity and fun, I will be punished. And I know for a lot of us, it's going to be like a light bulb literally going on. Wait a minute. So now when you want to create and there's the hesitation and the fear and the punishment, probably somewhere in your life, there is that moment. But years went by and I realized the power of that moment. Because when you look at the home, There's an electrical surge that is coming to the home that is the same to every single one electrical socket. So the input of power is the same. But when you plug in a device, the output of power is determined by the resistance inside. So a little 10-watt bulb is very, very dim, but a bright 150 light is very, very bright. So for us, All of us are instruments of empowerment. All of us are directly or indirectly plugged in into infinite source of power. And yet we shine at very different levels because of the inner resistance within. So that subconscious child incident got me programmed, I believe, to discover the pattern of what empowers us, what blocks that power, and how to unleash it. And so through many degrees, through immigrating to the United States, through becoming a top uh, 1% of agents in U.S. and Canada and real estate during recession, while homeschooling my kids, while working only 20 hours a week and never working on Sunday, becoming a business coach because everybody wanted to know the secret of how you did it. I've learned to discover that the conscious effort is very important, but the subconscious effort is what controls our life. And then mastering the subconscious effort, getting a PhD to understand how subconscious works, mastering every possible energy modality, because learning through quantum physics that we're all energy. Here I am with a decade of a company and 12 amazing coaches, empowering people's subconscious to free their conscious behavior, to shine their light the brightest. That is a journey in a nutshell. Not mentioning the love for animals, tunnels, tennis, books, and travel. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Victoria. And especially the way you did in telling your story when you were a child. And I feel like so many people listening right now can probably relate and bring themselves back to a moment in their childhood that may have been that significant, that really got them to dim their light. Because essentially, like that's what happened. And I love the way you put it that. There are many people now as adults who don't think they're creative, but can anybody think of, you know, a three-year-old child or four-year-old child who didn't like to create things, who didn't like to draw things? Like we are all 
creative that's in the very like fabric and essence of our being, but we've been taught or shamed or, you know, scared out of being that part of ourselves. And so we just kind of shoved it down, but it's still there. It can never really leave us because it's part of who we are. And so I really love that you, you shared that with us. And it's interesting because you said, so you first came up with the concept or thought of the concept of empowerment when you were five, but it took you a little bit to really comprehend like what exactly it meant for you. And I feel like there's almost like this process with everything and it's all in awareness when we hear things, but we don't actually understand like the depths of what it actually means. So can you share like at what point in your life did you really begin to understand what empowerment truly meant for you? I love the question and presetting, you know, very often I pay attention to the word spoken because I genuinely believe that when there are two of us, there's a presence of the divine that unfolds the meaning, you know, and you, you were saying, you've mentioned the word scared. And I think it's so important to go to that point before I share the moment of the shift out of scared into sacred is what I'm going to talk about, which is to me the point of power. So in simple term, the point of power is this switch from scared to sacred. And so we indeed are all creatives. And our greatest creation is our life, our reality. We've come to create our reality and we're constantly creating it. If we're alive, if we're breathing, we're creating. And we're creating through one of the two settings, through scared setting or through sacred setting. It truly is that simple. And the power shift is not just a one moment, one decision. It's more like we come into the room, we turn it on and off every day. While that happens to us being human, there is no human, no matter how bright they are, that doesn't have scared moments because they have this physical matter that is terrified of things unknown. It is programmed to be scared. I call it scared me. And I call it scared me. And the scared me doesn't come into your psyche and says, hi, I'm scared alive. It says, what if? And then thinks of worry. It says, you're not enough. Who do you think you are? You don't know. How can you? Why can why can they and not me? That is your scared part. You're not to discipline it. You're not to punish it. You're really to love it. You know, um, years ago, a client came to me and she said, I can't commit. And I was going to give her practical steps of commitment, A, B, C, D. And all of a sudden, I hear my voice surrendering to the inner knowing, going, you're already committed. You're just committed to your scared you. All you have to do is shift the commitment to the sacred you. And when you look at the letters, ironically, the universe is highly ironic, scared and sacred are the same letters with C being shifted. So I've started calling it the shift of commitment, the shift of commitment. So to me, a process of empowerment is the shift of commitment from scared to sacred. So where is that big shift, big vault, you know, like the whole house plug versus the individual daily little things. I am 22 at that time. I'm 22. And I just had my first child. Um, and we are financially broke. Well, I don't have curtains on my windows. My crib that we have is a hand me down from a friend that is squeaky and broken. We can't afford reusable diapers, so highly hormonal and depressed. I am have to wash the diapers. Oh, wait, there is no working, uh, you know, laundry. So 
and she's about, my daughter's about three or four days old. And I remember laying in bed and feeling so sorry for myself. You see, that's a scared me. Scared me doesn't know how powerful you are. So it wants you to feel pathetic and sad and a victim. So I'm laying there in bed and I'm so convinced that I'm con completely inept. My body hurts. I am hormonal, I'm emotional, I'm physically, financially, mentally, relationally broken and broke. And I'm laying there, dimming the moment of the greatest joy of a life breathing next to me, looking at her and thinking, I can, there's nothing I can offer her. I don't know what to do with her. She didn't come with a manual. Feeling completely worthless and useless. Now, because of my background and my system of belief, what I've received is highly personal. And this is in no way can be duplicated. But in my case, and I believe everybody's system of beliefs has that case for them. I'm laying there and all of a sudden a very clear understanding and knowing in the picture comes of Christ being born and having nothing. The power of shift for me was uh, realizing that what I had was enough for me and to shift into gratitude. So coming out of scared into sacred is a two-step. What I have right now is enough for me to move forward. And the way to move forward is through gratitude. I love the way that you're sharing this. And I think it really stresses the point and something I like to bring to the podcast often is like, no, you're never going to get a moment that is so impactful for you where you're kind of like set for life. You never got to do any work. You never have to like, you know, consciously make the switch. And so what you're saying is that it is like almost a daily practice to consciously make that shift for yourself. We're always going to have to do that. It's almost like a... It's like a muscle that we are building in choosing what kind of experience we want to live. And I love when you're talking about recognizing that what you have right now is enough and shifting into gratitude. And so can you share a little bit about what gratitude has brought to your life and the power that is within, you know, having gratitude for where you are right now? Mm. You know, gratitude is huge for me. It's interesting enough, in my Prosper Me book, it's the very first law. The Prosper Me is 35 laws to make money work for you. And the law of gratitude is the first law because it is so important. Uh, the law of gratitude states what you appreciate, appreciates. And when I say states, I stated for it. <laughs> I'm quoting myself. Let me tap on my ego for a second. Let me kiss her. Good job. Good job. <laughs> we did real well here. So what you appreciate appreciates and grows in value. If you appreciate a person with and you tell them so, your relationship will grow. If you depreciate them and you nitpick, you'll destroy a relationship and you'll see only the worst in them. And it goes for everything in your life. The second, the tragedy of a human disaster is taking things for granted. The second you take a person, a thing, a lifestyle for granted is the moment it starts depreciating. And the time of it being lost is inevitable. It is huge. It is so huge. And so, you know, I, um, I have a really uh, beautiful following and family in Asia. So I was speaking to this huge 300 people uh, online audience about shifting into gratitude and I held a dollar and I held a dollar and I said what do you guys feel I'm like yeah it's a dollar whatever I mean it's a dollar what I'm supposed to feel and then I held hundred dollars and I said what do you feel now and they're like well it's a hundred 
And then I held a whole pack of $100 bills. What do you feel now? And so think of yourself. Is there a gap of feeling you experience? Because if there is, that gap is what keeps you at a current financial level. Because you've convinced yourself that only if there is more money, you can have more joy and more energy and more excitement. And you've taken the power of one dollar for granted. Huge concept. So if you start appreciating the smallest of things, they'll grow. How did that play out in my life? My favorite story of all times is for years, my family went to the beach at uh, Outer Banks here in the United States, in North Carolina. It's gorgeous, gorgeous beach. Every year we went to the same home and we started caring for that home so much so that when we were renting it and I would see that it was missing something, I would buy little things and leave them as a surprise, surprise gift for the owner. Like, you know, we really cared for that home. I was so grateful that somebody opened a home for me and my family. And just this whole concept filled with gratitude. So in 2019, in July, we are visiting this home. And all of a sudden, that same little voice that I empower people to hear, the divine guidance, the intuition, God's voice, however you define the inner knowing, tells me, you're going to buy the beach house as I'm driving to the beach. I'm like, I'm going to buy a beach house. That's interesting. There's no way that that could possibly work out right now. I'm in real estate. Was, you know, my kind should know. But I listen to the voice. We come in on Saturday. On Sunday, I look up a realtor. On Monday, we look at homes. On Tuesday, I pick a home. On Wednesday, I write a contract. On Friday, it's ratified. And on Saturday, I go home. Now, to make things clear, the home we're buying is over a million dollars. There is no down payment that we have at a time. The interest rate is skyrocketed. I know as a former expert, there is no logical reason I am to qualify for this home. But over the next three months and some immense miracles, we end up purchasing that home, which is now our beloved residence. And now we are renting it out with the same level of gratitude that I as a tenant was renting from somebody. I feel that gratitude being poured to me. Now, it is a huge example, but I truly believe that in anything you appreciate genuinely without an agenda, it opens your connection to hear divine guidance. And if you have courage to follow it, that same gratitude will appreciate your vision into reality. And I can tell you dozens and dozens stories in my life and my client's life, but this one is very palpable, very practical, and very material. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, there, there was so much in that. I feel like we could go in so many directions. Just wow. Let's let's start with your Prosper Me book because I find it really interesting. When you write me, you actually have a small letter M and then a capitalized letter E for me. So can you share, like, what is the reasoning behind that? Absolutely. I, uh, as everything that, that I get to um, teach on everything, things that are worth listening to are usually inspired for all of us, right? And so I was meditating on the name of the book. And when I saw that little M big E come through as such, I thought, ah, pattern interrupt. People will walk into the store, they'll see it, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I wonder why me? And instead of asking why me, that we've come to learn, 
why me? What is it happening to me? They'll be asking, why me? So building it up. So I assign my meaning. Here's tip number one. When you receive guidance, do not assign meaning. If you assign meaning, you limit it. This is huge. For somebody who's just starting the intuitive journey, when you receive guidance, don't assign meaning. So for months, I was running around thinking it was a marketing drill. And then all of a sudden, that same voice says, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to know why me? <laughs> wouldn't you want to ponder and receive the meaning? And when the meaning fully came in, I can honestly say it was one of the most gorgeous, beautiful moments because all of the teachings and knowing that I've done over the years came in that meaning. Because every one of us is that scared part, that little M. What is the little M? It's mortal matter that manifests materially. You and I, Jessica, and everyone listening to it, whether they want it or not, cannot deny that here's this body that needs to be fed, that needs to poop. I'm sorry. It's terrified of what's going to happen to it if it drowns, if it burns. It's mortal matter. And it needs to manifest materially. Meals are better with food. I promise I've done it both ways. Right? And so that part of me is always there. And yet there is a capital E of me that is eternal energy. The essence that expands. That is also part of me. And that part of me is the sacred me. And the journey of this life, the journey of surrender, the journey of empowerment is daily choice of surrendering your little M to your big E. Is the discipline of surrendering your mortal to your eternal, your matter to your energy, your manifesting to expansive. And so... And your material, for that matter, to essential. That's a whole other conversation. So when we, when I say I am me, and when you look either at the book or our many journals, we have two apps. Empower-me is one of our apps, by the way, speaking of empower from within. Mm -hmm. That me is everywhere because that, to me, is who we are and how we get empowered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a beautiful explanation. So if I heard you correctly, what you're saying is that when people get that little intuitive voice, even if they don't know what it means right now, they should act upon it and hold faith that like the meaning will be shown to them later on. Yes. If that, if there was a block to intuitive following, that is the block just because I don't understand or I don't have the full picture or I've assigned a meaning and it didn't work out the way I wanted to, that must not work. So when you get an intuitive prompting, follow it immediately to the degree you're capable of and allow for the greater meaning to find you over and over and over and over and over again. And it becomes a journey of miracles versus a journey of struggle. You shift from the scared me. I wonder what it is. I need to make a plan. And if it doesn't go according to the plan, I'm a failure to sacred me. I surrender my failures. I surrender. My... I'm going to pause myself here because. A teaching that is coming in for the benefit of your beautiful audience and for you comes from the law of compound effect. The law of compound effect is not in the Prosper Me book. It is in our coaching Abundant Me program. Very powerful law. It's the law that says everything that you do in life compounds, either negatively against you or positively for you. Whether it is financially an interest on a credit card that devastates you or an interest in your stocks that grows you 
or it is daily habits that are harming your health or daily habits that empower your health. The compound effect compounds. What I feel very strongly, and one of the healings I just did for our live audience is, for most people, we compile above ourselves. The most people right now feel tremendously overwhelmed and burdened by the law of compound effect because they feel the weight of all of their mistakes of all of their shoots and even their successes burdening them up. And the level of motivation is becoming more and more difficult, I feel, for this particular audience because we are under the weight of a compound effect of our life. So I want to offer an immediate instantaneous shift. I want you guys to imagine, I want you just, I want me, I want all of us to think that all of the energy of all your failure, all your success, that is currently burdening you is shifted underneath your feet to lift you. I want you to really start feeling as I'm witnessing the shift of that energy and it frees you and it starts lifting you because as it compounds under your feet, your perspective increases. So I'm gonna pause a second. I'm gonna witness an energy shift. And there we go. This is beautiful. I felt it was very important going forward to realize that your every choice, your every mistake, your every learn, your every success no longer is weighing on you. It goes underneath your feet to lift you, lift you above the next challenge, and your perspective is higher. And I know that as you wake up tomorrow morning, you will, you will wake up with a higher perspective. And I'm thrilled to know that this beautiful podcast has created the platform for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was powerful. I mean, I, I could feel it. It's bringing like tears to my eyes. That was really, really beautiful. Thank you for that. I I want to talk about when you mentioned that we can't give meaning to things. And it makes me think of when you talk about judgment and how you help people kind of bridge the gap of judgment through love. And it's really interesting the way that you break up love because you call it like an acronym, life originating vibrant emotion. And I feel like that's such a perspective shift of what many of us could think of love right now. So would you be willing to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, there is this hunger right now for self-love. And my red flag is, if you define life love as self or others, you're already limited. Love is. And the second you say self, which self are you talking about? Scared me or sacred me? Because a lot of people hunger for self-love and default to scared me, to go like, poor me, I am wounded, I am misunderstood. That is not love because it takes away from your infinite worth and your infinite value. So I define love as life-originating vibrant emotion. Emotion is energy in motion. Everything that breathes life into you is love. And everything that drains you is not love. It's the opposite. It's the vacuum. So the first step to love, to being empowered by that energy of all life, is very hands-on, very electromagnetic, and very empowering. You put your hand on your heart. This is your love center. You put your hand on your solar plexus, light center, in all, in all traditions. And you say, I am love. I am light. 
What it does, it grounds you, both hands ground you into your power. I am love, I am light. And you reclaim the electromagnetic frequency of who you are. And then just say, love expands through me. I promise you, you do this 11 times in the morning, your day will be magnificent. You will have grounded into the energy of creating light through a life through love. And then it becomes less important. Self-love, others love. Love is love. If love flows through you, you love yourself and it pours out to others. If you say, I need to love me more, that's not love. That's limitation. There isn't more or less love, right? Love is. So that's, I, I believe, where our society is stuck right now in learning about love. And, uh, um, and it's important to create that shift. Now, what comes in as a practical, immediate hack, all of us are going to mess up. I'm going to mess up probably today more than once, right? So what happens when we do things that we deem unworthy? I look at somebody and I had a bad judgment thought of them. Now, if I'm a person who is striving to be spiritual and expansive and loving and empowered, judgment kicks in and says, oh, how could you think that about them? I mean, you know better. So all I did, I shift to judgment. Instead of judging them, I'm now judging me, but I'm still judging. So what happens when you become aware of the moment of judgment, you do two things. First, you say, huh, interesting. I'm seeing world through scared me. Number one, it's interesting. Number two, this thought is unworthy of me. Now, the power is huge here. Why? Because we're trained by our parents and by our society that when we do something unworthy of this sacred part of us, that we are unworthy. But we're taking power back saying, this thought or action or emotion is unworthy of me. It's huge. So then you're no longer hiding your darkness. You can start releasing it. You can start forgiving it. You can start loving the dark part of you into the light. One little awareness, the law of awareness, at a time and you become aware of your thoughts that prior to now you were hiding because you would judge yourself so harshly for them. Now, when they come to the surface, you say, wow, interesting. These thoughts are unworthy of me. And the final hacking tip on that process is when you're doing something that brings you joy, that brings you success, that brings you significant, say it to your very clinical reason, reasonable mind. Huh? This is just like me. More so when you observe somebody having a life you desire. When you're single and you see a loving couple, do not go to scared me that's going to say, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have it? Go to your sacred me and see, this is just like me. This kind of love is worthy of me. And then when you see things or you do things that aren't worthy of you, you get to say, that's not like me. I just screamed at my child, at my friend, at my significant other. That's interesting. That was scared me. That's not like me. And the process of discipline of liberation begins. And I know that we're giving so much value. And you probably will need to listen this, to this many times. But hey, the fire hose is on. The fire hose is off. <laughs> we're going to keep bringing it on. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. I love it. Thank you so much, Victoria. And yeah, I do. I do agree. I'm even going to have to listen to this a couple of times because you were just giving so, so much incredible value. 
so it's really just regarding ourselves as like this, this fullness of being and recognizing that like, we don't necessarily really need anything either. Like we have everything within us if we choose to, you know, identify with that sacred part of ourselves. Absolutely. And then that, that identification triggers a law of gratitude and the law of gratitude brings appreciation and material abundance that becomes beautiful but irrelevant to your joy joy comes first and perks of joy come second so. mm-hmm. yeah i love that so you mentioned quite a few of the universal laws today law of gratitude a lot of law of compound effect and law of awareness is there i know in your book prosper me you talk about 35 universal laws and so is there another law that you're feeling called to share with the audience today i think the two laws <clears throat> that are kind of almost holding hands for me right now is the law of grace and the law of forgiveness i believe a lot of people cannot create the life of their desires because there is a hidden unforgiveness within them either unforgiving themselves or unforgiving someone. And I want to give you an exercise from the book for the law of forgiveness, because wanting to forgive, consciously desiring to forgive, and having forgiven are not one and the same. Um, this was developed many years ago with actually a family member first, and then hundreds of clients um, and students have benefited from it. And so it's very simple. It's very powerful. If you think of somebody that have harmed you, like really harmed you, that you have tried to forgive, you think you've forgiven, but when you think about them, you still don't feel complete peace. Like I can think of people that harm me or my children at this point, and I feel peace. So if you think of their name and it's still an energy trigger, you want to satisfy that scared part of you. And how do you do that? Whether they're dead or alive is irrelevant. You're going to write a very short letter to you from them. So if I'm Vika and I'm writing a letter from Jessica, and no, Jessica's done nothing to harm Vika, but we're just using it as an example. <laughs> I'm going to say, hi, Vika. Step number one, very important. Please forgive me that I don't have ability to ask for your forgiveness. I hope you have chills. Nobody thinks that that forgiveness is the first step of forgiveness. We want to forgive the event, but what we really can't forgive is the person's inability to ask for forgiveness. So you say, please forgive me for my inability to ask for forgiveness. What I have done was said is inexcusable. It should have never happened. Please, please forgive me. And you sign their name. It's that simple. No excuses. No high understanding. Oh, I understand why they did it because their dad also beat that. We get it. We love it. But this is about you. It's about your scared me that needs to know the higher self of them is sorry. It's very powerful. Once you write that, read it, read it and feel how that inner knowing of you says, and now it's over. And then you get to say verbally, I forgive you. That is a very powerful exercise. I recommend doing it for any name, not only name, party. How about political? You know, which name here in the U.S. triggers you more, Biden or Trump? 
Did you know you could be unforgiving of a political leader and that unforgiveness? Because your subconscious doesn't differentiate whether you're mad at a cat or a dog or a political party. It just knows there is dark energy in you. And if we have dark energy, we have to create more darkness for you. So go through life looking for triggers and then forgive those triggers. So the law of forgiveness is huge for manifesting the life and creating life of possibility. And then the law of grace. You see, there are things that even after you've done the letter, you might not be able to forgive. And this is where the law of grace comes in. This is where you say, okay, whether it is God, I define God as great overall designer. I know who my God is. It's a different understanding for all. But at least we can say, G-O-D, great overall designer. If you think it's Big Bang, I will work with that too. You know, I'm happy with it. However you're happy with it. But you have to assume there's a greater power that is breathing you that is not you. That that source of empowerment that is empowering you. And so you get to step into that love grace and say, I cannot forgive this. Can you forgive it for me, through me? And is that ultimate point of surrender of saying, I get it. No matter what I do, I can't forgive it. Forgive through me. And if you meditate and ponder and allow for that miracle, it's the lowest frequency of the law of grace of where you allow for things to happen for you and through you without you taking credit <clears throat> and putting hard effort into it. And then it unlocks the law of grace and everything where you go like, wait a minute, I get free oxygen. When was the last time I thought about it? That's really cool. Everything I need to be physically alive, I can have for free. You know, it's so, so it goes. So those two laws. Hmm. Yeah, those are perfect and right spot on. If I think about myself and everyone's been choosing a year, uh, a word for the new year, 2024. And like my word is actually forgiveness. So thank you for sharing that. That's just so beautiful. And I'm wondering, and this is more like a selfish question on my part, but do you have any recommendations on how do people go about what if they're withholding that forgiveness from themselves? Like, how do we move the guilt that we're holding within ourselves yeah same thing that letter you have to write to yourself because you're writing okay. from your sake from your scared to your sacred very important vika has received a lot of letters from vika <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know? so it, it that shortcut is very powerful and then remembering this is unworthy of me versus oh dang i'm unworthy because i did it i did it it was unworthy of me I forgive. Look at the word for, if you allow for me to pour into you, look at the word forgiveness. Forgiving is for giving. For giving. For giving away what no longer serves you and for giving space for greater miracles to come. That's why forgiving is important. You are giving space as you're giving your resentment away. So it's a gorgeous concept. And, and the way I empower our uh, quantum freedom family members is very, it's so cool that we're recording it now. Once you have a theme for the year, ask what is the theme for the months on the first of the months to support the theme of the year. And then every day when you wake up, before you run to the bathroom or on the way smiling, start pondering what is one action I am to take, one decision I am to make, to live from the theme of the months today. That becomes your one guided non-negotiable. And so a year, a month, a daily application. And then at the end of the year, you look back at the year full of guidance. 
because all of a sudden you're going to learn 12 aspects of forgiveness. So January, I believe what we are witnessing is born is self-forgiveness. So today you say, what was one thing I could have done for self-forgiveness? Oh my gosh, I recorded an episode. Done. Waiting till tomorrow. You know, and so it is tender. It's powerful. And like I said, by the end of the year, you look back at a year of so many miracles. Mm-hmm. Powerful for sure. Thank you for sharing all of that. Oh my goodness. I'm just <laughs> so glad we got on this conversation. Thank you so much, Victoria. This is, yeah, just incredible. Before we wrap up today's episode, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Maybe if you don't mind sharing a little bit more about the apps that you have, just to let us know what it's all about. Yeah, you know, um, we are blessed to be have created so many gorgeous programs and and apps. And so what I always recommend is is starting with free stuff and then testing it. And uh, if you go to choosesacred.me right now, choosesacred.me, you can download a six-minute free meditation that programs your mind to shift out of scared into sacred. And if you commit to listening to for seven days, you know, just to kind of see the changes. And then that also invites you then to learn more about some other things that we have. Anything from $9.99 Master Me app, which is an app, Master Dash Me, which is an app where every day you have an energy activation that opens your awareness. So it takes you 30 seconds to do that. Or there is an Empower-Me app that is intuitively built app. You take the phone, you ask the question, you shake the phone, the answer pops up. It has three-minute meditations. That is a little bit of a higher price point. At time of recording, it's $69 a year is all it is. Still very affordable. And so forth and so on. And our most phenomenal program that we offer is Quantum Freedom through Empower-Me Academy. And depending on person's budget, it starts in as low as $99 a year only on an honor system if somebody really struggles and they need support and that's all they can afford. And it goes all the way to 10 grand a year and for some people higher at this time because I truly believe, I don't believe in borrowing or having debt when you are seeking to be empowered. I say watch out for somebody says invest in yourself and go in debt for it. Invest in yourself wisely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But choose sacred.me, I think, is a starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That sounds like incredible. Thank you for sharing. I honestly, if I'm being honest, I feel kind of speechless with everything that you're sharing today because it's really just so, so powerful and good. So I can't thank you enough. And so people are going to go, I'll direct everybody to your website. I'm going to include those links in the show notes. And Thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing so much value. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for keeping this sacred space. And I'll say so. And you guys, if you're listening, shout her with love. I've had a podcast. I'm thinking of doing a TV show. This is such hard labor of love. And I know, as I know, that she has moments of discouragement as I have. So we can't let her give up because of programs like that. So let her know how much her show matters. I, I ask you, empower her. Jessica, thank you. Thank you for creating Thank you space. so much. I will just say it one more time. This was a beautiful conversation. Here are today's self-empowerment takeaways. One, you are an instrument of empowerment. 
You were literally plugged in to the infinite source of power. Two, your subconscious mind is controlling your life. Three, every day we must intentionally make the shift of commitment from scared me to sacred me. Four, what you appreciate appreciates. This is the law of gratitude. And five, when you receive guidance or an intuitive nudge, don't question it. The answer will make itself known when the time is right. Have faith in that. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from today's episode. So please leave a rating and review on the podcast platform that you're listening to right now. If you are listening to this episode on our Spotify channel, please go ahead and answer the question that I left in the episode page. If you give an answer, I will give you a shout out on our next episode. Also, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, go ahead and leave a comment, please. I cannot wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here today. And until next time, be empowered. Thanks for being here. I hope you got just as much value out of today's episode as I did. If you feel called, please leave a rating and review of this podcast and share this episode with someone who you feel would benefit from the conversation we had. It's going to help us reach more people. And this is just one way that we can all help empower each other from the inside out.